Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. Matthew chapter 24, verse number 9. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Daniel's 70th week, we talked about how deception is going to be just all over the place. Fear is going to be all over the place. On top of the deception, on top of the fear, hatred is going to grow and grow and grow. Why? Well, it's a byproduct of deception. It's a byproduct of fear. Nobody is going to trust anybody. It is going to be an utter time of complete desperation. Imagine living in a household where you can't trust anybody. Imagine living in a society where you can't trust anybody. Romans chapter 8, let's go over there. Romans chapter 8, verse number 38, the Bible says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We have real love and true love in our hearts as Christians. Others should see that. and. It's in Christ Jesus, biblically defined. Second Timothy chapter number one. Second Timothy. Chapter number one, verse number 11. Uh, Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For the which calls, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Hold fast the form of sound words, which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is, guess where it's found, in Christ Jesus. The Christian, the born again child of God, has true love we don't have hatred in our heart now we hate sin we should hate the things that god hates but we have a true bible defining definition of what love is and it's only in christ jesus let's go over to first john chapter number four first john chapter number four uh he that loveth not knoweth not god real simple For God is love. Let's look at verse number 16. And we know, I'm sorry, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. You can preach strong. You can preach hard. You can be a sold out Bible believing King James hard preaching Christian, but 
if you take out those passages on love, you wouldn't be a really strong King James Bible preacher because love is part of what a Christian should be. No matter how difficult the witnessing situation is with a friend, a neighbor, on campus, out on the street, they have to see the love of God. Okay, They don't have to agree with you. They don't have to like you. But we should go out of our way to make sure that we're trying to manifest this idea that, look, we love you. In other words, our message is we don't we love you and we don't want you to go to hell. It's not, man, I can't wait for you to go to hell. Now, that attitude could come across. We better be careful that it doesn't. God is love. During Daniel's 70th week, there ain't going to be no love. The Christian's going to be called out. That's why the deception goes. That's why the fear goes. And that's why there is no love of Christ that's shed abroad in our hearts because the remnant is gone. The Christian church is gone. And so all of this stuff just manifests itself worse and worse. Nobody can trust anybody. Voices compete. Deception. And the result ends up being people hating people. Now, in Matthew chapter 5, let's go back there. Who is going to experience this hatred that we read about in verse 9? Matthew chapter number 5. Matthew 5 and verse number 43. You have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Matthew 19, he says, Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That'd be a great command for us to get a hold of. In Daniel's 70th week, it's going to be a humanistic worldview that'll be rampant. Everybody is going to be for themselves. It, it literally will, will be the survival of the fittest. And I want to get three passages of scripture. Let's get our Mark 13, our Luke 21, along with our Matthew 24. Matthew, Mark, and then Luke, Luke 21. In Matthew 24, look at verse number 9. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. So who's the they? It says, then they deliver you up. Who is the they? Look at verse number 40. Uh, well, let's get some context in, in verse number 7. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. Who's the they? It's the unbelieving nations. It's the unbelieving kingdoms that's contextually found in verse number seven. Verse nine, then, they, then shall they deliver you. Who's the they? Verse seven, for nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. In, in Mark chapter 13, Verse number nine, but take heed to yourselves, for they shall deliver you up to councils. In the synagogue, you shall be beaten, and 
You shall be brought before rulers and kings for my sake for a testimony against them. Who's the they? Look at verse number eight for the, for the context. For nation shall rise against nation. We see it again. And kingdom against kingdom. In Mark chapter 13, verse 9, who is the they? That's the nations and the kingdoms. The unbelieving nations and kingdoms. Luke 21. Look at chapter, uh, uh, verse 12. We see the same thing. But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues. Who is it? Who's the they that shall lay their hands on you? We'll back to, uh, back it up a couple of verses. What does verse 10 say? Nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. We see it again in all three cross references. We see who the they is. It's the unbelieving nations, the unbelieving kingdoms. Which group has experienced more persecution throughout history than any group? That would be the Jews, the Jews. And the heat's going to rise. The temperature on that thermometer is going to get dialed up real quick to a level of intensity that no one has seen before on the utter hatred of, of the Jews. And the main takeaway, at least so far, is that it's going to come from without, and it's not, come, it's not starting from within. All of these other nations and all of these other kingdoms, they just hate them, and it's going to grow and grow and grow. In Mark 13, go back there. I'd like to point out another, uh, uh, let's see. Look at verse number nine, same verse. Mark 13, verse number nine. But take heed to yourselves, for they shall deliver you up to councils, and in the church ye shall be beaten. Except I read it wrong because it doesn't say the church. It says, and in the synagogues you, ye shall be beaten. Let's go over to Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21, verse number 12. But before all these things, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the churches. No, it doesn't say churches. It says the synagogues. Why? Because the church ain't there. And synagogues has to do with a Jewish connotation. Before the church age, where was Jesus found? He was found in the synagogues. And he said during his earthly ministry, I will build the church. And we went through this before, so I don't want to bog you down with too much review. But the New Testament church wasn't in existence when Jesus was walking around during his earthly ministry because he didn't die and shed his blood on the cross. And we know that. He hung out in synagogues and he's delivering a message to the Jews. And he, it is a, 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 a all of this in Matthew is this kingdom of heaven message or gospel like we went through in, in that earlier message. Um, guess what you don't find in Romans or first and second Corinthians? or Galatians, or Ephesians, or Philippians, or Colossians, 
you don't find synagogues. You know why you don't find synagogues? Because we're dealing with the church. Guess when you're going to see synagogues again? When God turns his direction to a national scope, which would be with the nations. Paul never mentions synagogues once. Never mentions it. You know what we were going to find after the church is raptured? And then we, well, we won't, but the, the timetable is going to move in the Daniel 70th week. We're going to see Mark 13, 9. They, these unbelieving nations, these unbelieving kingdoms, shall deliver you up to councils, and in the synagogues ye shall be beaten. We ain't going to be beaten. Luke 21, 12, same thing. Persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues. All of those that don't buy into the one world religion, you know where they're going to be delivered up in? Synagogues. That's what the Bible says. And every single one of the synagogues are going to be filled with absolute devilment. And it's just going to be complete false religion. You know what we have today? You can come into a Bible-believing church. You can, believe it or not, you can still go on YouTube and Facebook and find preachers that will give you the gospel, that will give you the truth. But you know what you're also going to find? The flowing river. <laughs> We're going to elevate. We're going to have this natural journey church. And it's going to be filled with apostasy. But you can still turn on YouTube or Sermon Audio or Facebook. Those two platforms, Facebook and YouTube, haven't shut the Christian down yet. Or you can even walk into a Bible-believing church in just about every town in the nation, and you can get truth. But you ain't going to be able to do it once the rent, once once this church is called out of here. Not going to be able to do it. Those synagogues are going to be absolute false worship. False worship is going to abound, and it's going to take over the Jewish synagogues. And it is where the persecution will take place to any Jew who rejects all the falseness. Revelation 2. Revelation 2. Revelation 2, verse number 9, the Bible says, I know thy works and tribulation, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews, and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Let's see it again in Revelation 3, verse number 9. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say, they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved you. The whole outfit's going to be false religion, and, it, and, and, and those synagogues are going to be called the synagogue of Satan. 
So we looked at who's the they. Let's get our three cross references again. Matthew 24. Let's look at verse uh, verse 9 again. Let's look at something else. Matthew 24, verse number 9. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Who's the you? If the they is the kingdoms and the nations, who's the you? Mark 13, let's read that one. Same thing, Mark 13, verse number 9. For in those days shall be afflicted such as was not. Oh, I'm in the wrong room. Get the glasses right. But take heed to yourselves, for they shall deliver you up to councils. And in the synagogues, ye shall be beaten. And ye shall be brought before rulers and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them. Who is the you? Luke 21. See the same thing there. Luke 21, verse number 12. But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you. You got enough yous in there? We say you and ye enough? Who's the you? It can't be the New Testament church because the New Testament church isn't there. It says synagogues. There is no New Testament church. John 1, 1, he came unto his own and his own received him not. Matthew 15, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. You and ye, the Lord comes back. When he comes back, his second coming, he is going to end this world system that's ruled by Satan. Just prior to that, there's going to be Jews on earth. And that's the timeline that we're referring to. And during that timeline, it's the Jews that we are referring to. The they is the kingdom, the unbelieving nations and kingdoms. They're going to rally against a common enemy. You know who the common enemy is going to be that they rally against? The you, the ye, which would be the Jews. It's going to be that. It's going to be that the nations and kingdoms that unbelief is the is the day, and then the Jewish people, Matthew twenty four seven. Then shall they? They're going to have extreme hatred toward those people. Extreme hatred. So think about this. You know how emotionally you get when you have to read a story about. A child being beaten or a family member that you know of that is just in a bad, bad situation, an abusive situation. That's what's going to be happening to the Jewish people. And then eventually what's going to happen, it's going to start from without. And eventually they're going to turn on each other. We'll get into that. That'll be a hot mess. They shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and you shall be hated. Of all nations, for my name's sake, every single kingdom, every single nation will hate that Jewish nation. They will absolutely and utterly hate it. Same thing in Mark 13 and Luke 21. And when the Jews are persecuted during Daniel's 70th week, 
It is going to serve as a testimony against those unbelieving nations and those unbelieving kingdoms. God always fulfills his promises. I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And it will be a testimony against those nations. And you know what? Well, let's get Matthew 25. And you want to guess what the criteria will be for judgment at the judgment of nations? Matthew chapter 25. Look at Matthew 25. We'll start reading at verse number 31. Matthew 25. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, you visited me. I was in prison, you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was at hunger, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick and in prison, ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, we, when saw we thee and hungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous unto everlasting life. Now this judgment, and at verse 32, And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them. When this judgment of nations occurs, it's going to be based on how they treated those Jewish people. It's going to be a national judgment. And you know why it can't be the Jew? Or you know, you know why it can't be us, the New Testament church? Well, we were in Galatians. Let's go to Galatians right quick. Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. Let's start at verse. 26, for ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. There is no national separation in Christ. We're not nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. It doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile. 
nations don't matter right now. You can't claim Jewish heritage and we just pass on by your door. You need to be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb just like us as Gentiles. There's no national distinction in Christ. But there is going to be a national distinction at the judgment of nations. And you know how the kingdoms, the unbelieving kingdoms and the unbelieving nations are going to be judged based on how they treated the Jews. But right now, there's no national distinction. We are all one in Christ Jesus. Colossians 3 uh, says that again, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, Christ is all and in all. No difference in nationality in Christ. Because of that reason, there's no way the church can be present during Daniel's 70th week. It's going to be a horrible time of persecution for the Jews, such not since beginning of the world, or shall ever be. It's Matthew 24. Holocaust was horrible. Absolutely horrible. The 70th week is going to be worse. I don't know if I can wrap my mind around how absolutely it's going to be bad. It's going to be real, real, real bad. Deception, fear, hatred, and it's just—it's just going to keep dialing up, dialing up, dialing up, dialing up. Just praise God that you're in Christ. Uh, all right, let's go back to where we started and try to finish. Finish up. Matthew twenty-four. Verse number nine. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. They're going to end up being identified by their acceptance or rejection their obedience or their disobedience. And Revelation 12, 17 says, And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Who is going to be hated during that time for his namesake? It's going to be the Jews. They're just going to be hated. Do you and I experience some hatred now? Yeah. And the next time you talk to somebody that's an unbelieving heathen, they're going to give you some of their hatred by telling you off or saying something nasty to you or giving you the one finger peace sign. Or a whole variety of things. Do we experience that? You bet we do. But it isn't this timetable that we're talking about tonight. This is going to be a different issue. It's going to happen at a different time. And when God turns, not to the church, it's going to be Jewish in nature, synagogues, are going to turn back 
to those Jewish people. And he's going to start dealing with them with all those, all the sixfold purpose that we looked at last Sunday. Uh, for Daniel chapter 9, that sixfold purpose. Who's it for? Not us. For the Jews. All that's going to start to occur. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.